Grace to you in peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This short four-verse gospel passage is Matthew's bridge between Jesus's mission and the commissioning of his followers. It's not even usually a pericope by itself. In the Revised Common Lectionary, these four verses are combined with the next 23. But this short summary passage has a lot to say to us about Jesus' mission and therefore our own mission as Jesus' followers. Just before this segue in the text, Jesus has performed a series of miracles. He has stilled a storm on the sea, healed bruised and broken bodies and minds, restored relationships, called followers, interpreted Hebrew Bible, and offered teachings about right relationship with God. Everywhere Jesus goes, he finds himself surrounded by teeming crowds of purposeless and confused people looking for someone to guide them, someone to heal them, someone to give them hope. Crowds that only seem to grow larger the more he heals and teaches. And our text says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus is all about teaching and healing and helping these people. This compassion isn't just a kind emotion, a sympathetic feeling. The word for compassion here literally means stomach-wrenching, that churning twist in your gut you get when you see something that horrifies you. And this gut-wrenching compassion demands action. It drives towards justice. We've got that gut-wrenching feeling a lot these days. We see shootings in houses of worship. Mother Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston and First Baptist Church in Sunderland Springs, Texas and a mosque in Quebec last year and now the shooting in the midst of Sabbath worship at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh on Saturday. It's a weird kind of ecumenism, isn't it? We live in a world where a person armed with an assault rifle can literally endanger our people at worship, our children at school, African-American teenagers on the street, a world where innocent shoppers are gunned down in a Kroger grocery store just because they are black. It turns our stomachs and makes our guts churn. Everything that Jesus does exposes God's justice and mercy in a world with little justice and even less mercy. In Jesus, the way God wants the world to be triumphs over what we see and experience. 
In Jesus, God's justice and mercy triumphs over present reality. And that's the charge that Jesus gives to his followers. That's their invitation and our invitation to join the mission. Jesus wants us to understand that the entire point of ministry is to care for God's people and to open our eyes to see God's justice and mercy at work and join in. So Jesus says to his followers, there's great need. Pray that we get the hands we need for this work. And in this Matthew text, that prayer for helpers bears fruit right away. That's the 23 verses in the lectionary that the lectionary includes that we don't have here. In the verses that come right after our gospel text, we get the 12 apostles named. So Jesus says, pray for workers for the kingdom, and immediately thereafter, he names those workers the disciples. One of the commentaries says, you can tell the congregation that this proves that we may be the answer to our very own prayers. Well, no. <laughs> As the ancients wrote in the margins of maps to say, watch out, there's danger here, here be dragons. <laughs> Friends, we are not the answer to our very own prayers. I would say instead that through prayer, Christ changes us, transforms us into people the Holy Spirit can use in God's mission. And in doing so, God takes us places we never thought we would go and leads us to do things we never dreamed we could. Jesus looks with this same compassion on each one of us here today and sees exactly how our harried little lives are caught up in the harassed and helpless cacophony of this present world. Jesus sees exactly where our lives are broken, and he reaches out to heal and to bless us. Archbishop Rowan Williams says, God is always there at work in the center of everything that is, opening the door to a future even when we can see no hope. Every moment of our history has been opened to a future of healing and promise. I think that quote, that quote is worth repeating again. God is always there at work in the center of everything that is, opening the door to a future even when we can see no hope. Every moment of our history has now been opened to a future of healing and promise. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus heals us and gives us the compassion and vision for God's justice and mercy that drives each of us to find and claim our own passion to work in our little corner of God's world in need. But it's a constant cycle, isn't it? We're always constantly, simultaneously, in the swirl of the harassed and helpless crowd, in need of Jesus' compassion and healing and help. 
But at the exact same time, we are called by God to look beyond ourselves and through prayer to be in contact with the compassion and power of Christ at work in the lives of others. Let us always remember that there is no distinction between the crowd and the workers. Christ has compassion and a call for all. We constantly shift back and forth between those two groups. Any good that we may do for the harassed and helpless crowds entrusted to our care is Christ's work, not ours. Christ is always the answer to our prayers, never ourselves. Jesus' call, then and now, is the same two-part mandate, to care and to pray. To follow Christ is to have gut-wrenching compassion for the hungry, the poor, the prisoner, the sick, the migrant, the homeless, and also the scared corporate executive, the frenetic working mom, the exhausted doctor, the bullied schoolchild. Harassed and helpless, unsure of where to turn, caught in whatever whirling dervish has them captive. To have compassion is to open our eyes to see the crowds around us as Jesus sees them, as individuals made in the image of God, each beloved to God, with a unique beauty, with amazing gifts of possibility, bound together by the grace of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus is working miracles of compassion, driving towards God's justice every day. Our job is to believe it and participate, literally staking our lives on it. That's the truth that is completely countercultural, and to many it seems totally delusional. But it is indeed the deepest truth, the deepest reality that there is. To have compassion driving towards justice is to listen and engage with those with whom we disagree those who follow a different political party, even those who have committed unspeakable atrocities. Sometimes it means speaking the truth in love to the church, pointing out where we have grown too enthralled by power and prestige and wealth instead of seeing those gifts as supply for God's mission. Sometimes it means speaking up in advocacy for the marginalized in our community. Once we've experienced Christ's healing compassion for ourselves, our call then as workers for Jesus is to have Christ-like compassion on the dear people of God entrusted to our care, to pray with them and for them to be conduits of the Spirit so that the Spirit can provision them with enough compassion, peace, and courage for them to go out from the church and bring that compassion of Christ and the prayers of their hearts to their own corners of the world, to equip them to make Christ's presence known 
in their schools, hospitals, jails, and corporate offices. And we pray that that compassion and peace and grace will flow forth to all harassed and helpless people and transform our society and our world into God's vision for justice and mercy. So, friends, let us live the privilege of being workers with Christ with courage and hope, trusting that God's hand is leading us and God's love is supporting us, knowing that Christ has gone before us and Christ goes with us, and Christ follows behind us, and Christ surrounds us in all places of fear and danger. In these fraught days, our agony and our joy, or our agonizing joy, is that Jesus brings life from death. Jesus pours his life of compassion into the broken, hurting people we all are, binds up our wounds, gives us what we need for the day, and calls and empowers us to pour our lives into the broken and hurting people all around us. As Jesus wept at Lazarus' death, we weep with those who weep. In these difficult days, we weep not only for what has happened, but because things are not yet what they were meant to be. Even so, Always, even at the grave, we make our song, Alleluia. Amen.